Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. Uh, my name is Lukna and I'm here with my co-host, the wonderful... Wuntan. Yeah, our resident podcasting expert. And do we have a special guest for you here today? My amazing, absolutely beautiful friend, Wendy Watkins from the United States. Now, Wendy does something very special. She's a joy strategist and founder of Joy School, an online community where you go to to raise your joy factor for a delicious life. Mm. She has a passion for personal development, food, and passion itself, which is where the Joy Factor recipe book came from. And I especially love this about Wendy. She said her grandma, Anne, combined the ideal ingredients for delicious cookies and cakes. Who doesn't love a good cookie and cake? The tradition of her grandma, Anne, has been carried on as Wendy shares ingredients for your delicious life. So welcome, 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 Wendy. Thank you, Lubna. Thank you, Woon. So good to be here. Thank you so much. Awesome to and, be and here. And now I want a cookie or a cake from my grandma, Anne. Now that I heard that again, I just, oh, she was the best baker, best baker ever. Oh, I absolutely love that. So this is your introduction that I just just shared. But tell us a little bit more about you as a human being. Well, as you mentioned, I, I, uh, I, I'm in the United States. I live in, in Atlanta, actually Decatur, Georgia, which is a small city right outside of Atlanta. Uh, it's springtime here right now. Absolutely beautiful. And that's when I thrive. Spring and fall are my seasons, and I just, you know, this is when I feel fully alive, and that always reminds me of wanting my passion to help others feel fully alive, right? That's what drives me and gets me out of bed every morning. Also, what gets me out of bed is my dog, Eli, typically licking my face, or my husband, Matt's alarm going off before me, but that that's my family here. And, you know, I spend time in my days, I really pinch myself most of the time because professionally I get to work with people and helping them uncover um, what their joy factor is so that they can use these qualities in themselves to live a life that they absolutely love. And so that comes through professional coaching, through training, through speaking through taking walks together, you know, whatever it is to be able to uncover for people what their passions are and how to weave them into my life. That truly excites me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I could go on and on about myself. I don't know exactly what you want to hear, but you know, I've never met a microphone I don't like, so it's easy for me to just <laughs> <laughs> steal that one from you i've never met a microphone i don't like i love that so wendy tell us tell us more about what about joy that you enjoy <laughs> what about joy that i enjoy that's a really good question um you know i guess it comes back you know joy was something honestly in my life that as a young girl um I was happy, like life was good, but I found I was always looking for things outside of myself to make me happy, you know, and I think that's how most of us are, right? That that little things make us happy, like 
a good cup of coffee, uh, uh, a brownie, sushi. We'll get to that, I know. Uh, uh, those things, those are the external things that bring us happiness. And during my life, I found that I wasn't going down the right place looking for that happiness because it would always go away. It never lasted long enough. So I went on this quest for sustainable joy, right? Because the things that I was looking for, I call it my sex, drugs, and rock and roll era. You know, I was looking for all of those things made me happy out there. You know, I figured, wow, if that man likes me, you know, that makes me happy. Or this buzz that I can catch, you know, that takes everything away. Or a good song. Now, I will say there is still... Uh, you know, sex and rock and roll in my life, just the drugs have kind of slipped away. Uh, <laughs> but I, so going on this quest for sustainable joy had me look at what are the things that we all need in our life. And, and it was selfish. It was a selfish journey for me to look at. I wanted to feel that more often because I feel the distinction between Happiness and joy is the external and internal, really. Things outside of ourselves make us happy. It's finding those internal things that give us that sustainable joy that allows us to feel good and then in turn do good, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you're feeling good, you're able to accomplish things and make the impact you want to make in the world. When you're not feeling so good, which isn't a bad thing because we all have emotions that go up and down, it's fine to not feel so good, but it's harder to accomplish things when you're not feeling good. So I went on my own journey of learning that for myself and then as a professional coach began teaching other people and seeing the impact that it was making in their world and I was hooked. I was hooked right there because it was little things that could be uncovered to help people have more joy. It's not big deal things, but little things. And um, that's what lights me up about teaching people about the joy of joy, right? Of being able to, to have that, even when you may not have been born some, with, with a higher happiness set point, because we're all born with happiness set point, right? Some of, some of us, it's lower than others naturally. But optimism, happiness, joy, all learned habits and qualities. Yes. I love that. And especially I liked how you started with most of us are conditioned from young ages to search for happiness and joy outside of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, work hard, you'll get a good job. Do that, you'll get the great car or whatever it is for you. Whilst that is absolutely a way to go, but it's short lived. I mean, I mean, I've had that experience myself where I thought I really want that bag or I really want those shoes. And then I got them and within a couple of months or weeks or even shorter sometimes, <laughs> now I want the next thing. So yeah. it's chasing it and you'll never, you'll never reach that end point whilst where you're looking for joy and happiness inside, that's a source you can tap into whenever, wherever you are. And I yes. think the other thing that you mentioned is the, the sustainable joy aspect because it's always, I think when people think of joy, it's always short-lived and sustainable joy is a different 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 game altogether i think absolutely absolutely and it, and it looks different and feels different right because so many people think joy looks like woo, you know and it doesn't have to be that it's a higher vibration but it could still 
um, be a quiet joy internally that moves you along through life with more ease and grace. Makes you more like Teflon. That's how I think about it. When my joy factor is high, I feel like Teflon and the little things slide off, right? When my joy factor is lower, I'm more sticky, right? And things stick and may bother me or anger me or frustrate me much faster than when I'm feeling good. Have you yeah. had the experience that when I share about happiness and joy in my uh, work, uh, speaking and coaching others just like yourselves, have you ever had someone who said, but that's crazy. And especially in these times of coronavirus and pandemics, I mean, how can you stay optimistic in a, in, in, in a time where the world is burning down? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There are definitely those people that are the naysayers. And that's fine. You know, the beautiful thing that I love is that now with the birth of positive psychology and more science behind it, that I feel like I have more facts and research that I could share with people about the benefits of optimism and how, even if you don't have it, if you're interested and willing to tap into your growth mindset, that you could learn optimism and embrace more hopefulness and confidence that things are going to work out. Because that's ultimately the definition of optimism, right? Mm -hmm. Hopefulness and confidence that things will work out. And so that's something that we need to cultivate on a regular basis, whether it's a global epidemic that we're dealing with or whether, you know, you're not quite sure if you're going to get the job you interviewed for, you know, and how can you use optimism to let you enjoy your weekend rather than fret about it the whole time until you get the call one way or the other on Monday. You know, it's simple as that sometimes. Yeah. Very now, nice. one of the, um, uh, so in the Joy Factor recipe book, uh, uh, a common sense approach to a delicious life, I share, uh, if I may, four ingredients that I believe uh, help to raise your joy factor. Because as Lubna mentioned, my relationship with my grandma and, and, and cooking, like I was raised on that, as most of us are, right? I don't care. All three of us could sit here and talk about our grandmas and the impact they made on our lives through food, right? There's no doubt about it. Most so. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, which we love, the grandmas. So, um, and I miss mine terribly. And uh, her, her belief, her love of food led me to my philosophy of that our life is like a big cookbook. And every day we choose a different recipe. And depending on the ingredients you use in your recipe is going to impact the quality of your day. So when you're making, say you're making a marinara sauce at home, a tomato sauce, um, you know, you want to use the best tomatoes and the best olive oil and fresh oregano. Now, you could use all canned stuff and it would be good. But if you use the fresh stuff, it's great. So the quality of the ingredients can move you from good to great. Mm. And we all get to choose our ingredients. And you all have ingredients that you're already using. But the four that I share are about being connected to your passion Uh authentic expression, which is around utilizing your strengths and values, self-care, and then the last one being strategic optimism. And I think that's the one that's most important to, to put a, a spotlight on these days because you have to have a strategy to build your optimism, right? You can't watch the news all day and expect to be hopeful and confident that things are going to work out. <laughs> I know, the, the exact opposite if you watch the news right now. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, news are, are always trying to be negative to be able to catch your attention. Yeah. 
Of course, because if they were talking about all the good things, all the lives that have been saved or the kindness that we're experiencing or the the shifts that people are making in their business and life, that's going to make a much more positive impact. That wouldn't be as exciting to people. Mm. They want to see, you know, and I don't get that, but to each his own. Um, But having right now a strategy, you know, just not watch the news. So what are you going to do if you don't watch the news, right? Because they say to replace a habit with another habit. And I think that's where people get lost. They don't know if I don't watch the news, what do I do? Well, what do you two do? Well, I know you're not watching the news, Lubna and Moon. What do you right. do to boost? Yeah. So what are you reading or watching that supports you now? Well, for me, it's I'm either watching an inspiring TED talk on something that will boost my mood or that and or uh, teach me something I didn't know, uh, or it is a book, or I'll have a conversation, uh, get someone on a call just to tap into something else. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I haven't watched the news in years. Uh, even, even now, with all that's happening, I just tap into it when I want to, just to know what's happening in the world. Uh, but I don't watch a complete news item anymore. I don't. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the news is dangerous if you follow it too long. Yeah. It's it's um it's not a good source of information to be joyful. Yeah. <laughs> well, there there it's even worse because I've I've read a research um that's been done on if you um well, well here in the Netherlands is very usual. They get up and the very first thing they do they either switch on the television or the radio to to listen to or listen or watch the news. And um, they researched it a couple of years ago. If you watch three minutes of news in the morning, you are more likely to report that day as an unhappy day six to seven hours later. Wow. So that's how long negative news sticks to you. It just, it's detrimental to your mood. And if, it, if you don't feel good, you don't do good. Your productivity and performance will be impacted by that. And I just was shocked when I heard that statistic. I'm like, oh my God, that's really long. It isn't in the, it isn't the impact in the moment only. No, you're carrying it with you for the whole day. Wow. The whole day and the whole night. And just think of the impact that makes in your relationships and your productivity and your joy factor, you know? So finding other things to watch, the TED Talk. Get your news, go to CNN, get what you need to do, right? If you got to keep up on current events, I totally get that. But then shift to something positive. And um, that's a big part of strategic optimism is feeding yourself things that boost you. Uh, And so when you lose hope, because you're going to, like there's going to be days. Yesterday I woke up, I felt like it was Groundhog Day. I was not feeling it yesterday. Right. And I had to be very intentional about doing things that raise my joy factor that I know. Right. Getting outside, reading positive things, talking to positive people. Um, And so those are key things to pay attention to when you're feeling like you're losing hope and positivity. Mm -hmm. Nice. Very good advice. Very good tips to uh, And I'll, I'll share one other is if you can't. Imagine yourself not watching the news then choose not to do it as the very first thing in the morning. Or I would say the very last thing as well, Lumna, before you go to sleep, right? Yes. 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 So if you're thinking now, but I can't switch everything off, just going from zero to hero in 
not, not do anything and, and go cold turkey. You don't have to. That's the power of, of strategic optimism. You get to choose. Uh, and one of the ways that I've advised my clients in, in the past and said, well, why don't you just not start the day or end the day with the news? Um, go about your normal morning routine, just subtract that element from it and, and watch it an hour later or two hours later uh, because then you've at least had a, perf- a, a great start of your day instead of a very negative one. Yes. Yes. Perfect advice. I like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. So that's why. Wendy, you and I have only known each other for almost a year. It hasn't even been a year. We met last year when you traveled to Europe to deliver yeah. presentations in the, both in the UK and the Netherlands. And um, apparently I've got something, there's something else sticky about me. I, get, I keep meeting people who have a love for sushi. And I still remember that you and I spoke and, and Keith was with us at the end of the day. And we were like, oh, we're so done with, with hotel food. Uh, we better go eat something else. And uh, I remember you and I thinking, and I'm like, if I have to choose, I'll choose sushi. And you going, oh, I want sushi too. And Keith were going, but I'm a vegetarian. And we're, I'm like, they have vegetarian sushi. Still yep, remember that? I remember that very clearly, very clearly. Um, and, and I remember that. And I don't know, was this before or after that we ate sushi on the canal in Amsterdam? Oh, that was after. So yes. the very first thing is that I've got a great, oh, that's a great story to share. I completely forgot about that. Um, I've got a great restaurant that, that plays with ingredients. So just like you said, a delicious life is yes. that they don't just do Japanese sushi, which is not completely Japanese, but Woon can share more about that. Um, but they play with Caribbean flavors and that type of thing. And I had never heard of this restaurant until I was in London and I went to that restaurant. Whilst I was sitting in London in the restaurant, saw on the menu that they have a place in Amsterdam. I'm like, no, can't be <laughs> true. Uh, so when you came to, uh, to Amsterdam, I still remember, and we met up, I came to Amsterdam and he said, well, what, what, what are we going to have for dinner? And I was like, there's only one thing you and I can have for dinner and that's sushi. <laughs> And the universe was on our side because you were staying on walking distance from this restaurant. So I'm like, okay, this is divine intervention because yeah. I've been saying for months that I want to have sushi in that restaurant. And right now we can. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. It was a, well, it was an amazing experience in so many ways, but the sushi was delicious. The conversation the environment. I mean, all of it was just ideal. And, um, you know, bottom line, and you and I both know this, is that I can enjoy sushi pretty much anywhere. I don't need <laughs> environment. <laughs> Good conversation. But that enhances it tenfold. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love it. I can imagine people now wondering who are listening to this episode thinking, and what is your favorite sushi? Oh, gosh. I knew you were going to ask me that. And it's so hard to say. But so there's this one restaurant I go to here in Decatur called Sushi Avenue. And that is, I'm missing it so much right now. And um, so I go in there and they have a sushi special for lunch. And 
I, I'm going to have to say that the salmon is my favorite because for years, I always save it for last. I always, it's always like there's something about, oh my gosh, I'm salivating now thinking about it. How smooth and delicious and creamy it is and the contrast between that creaminess and the, the spiciness of the wasabi. Oh my gosh, it's, it's I'm telling you, I'm drooling right now. Sorry. <laughs> Well, then Woon has got a message for you. Tell me. About salmon. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's... <laughs> I, I thought it's common knowledge now. <laughs> you're, not, you're not shaking your head. Well, salmon sushi is not actually Japanese. Salmon sushi is actually from... It's Norwegian. Norwegian? Well, that makes sense. Um... All right, so so that's Norwegian sushi. Do they have sushi in Nor in Norway? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, so what happened was, you know, the the Norwegian sort of um, fishing industry discovered that they had a lot of salmon catch, and they wanted to find a market for it. And Japanese people were eating a lot of raw fish, and they could supply the salmon, the fresh salmon, to to the market, and so. Over the last I don't know twenty thirty years, they managed to to change the 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 sort of taste of Japanese people to to enjoy salmon sushi, and now it's like it, it's a global phenomenon. Wow, fascinating! I had no idea about that. Wow, so I feel like I'm kind of cheating by saying that salmon is my favorite because it's not even really well, sushi. It's, it's it's my favorite as well. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love uh, it. I love it. Uh, one of the other questions we'd love to ask our guest is what's the relationship between sushi and entrepreneurship according to you? Hmm. Hmm. I think the relationship is, I'm trying to articulate this because the word that came into my mind is around the, or the rituals that are there, right? It's the it's the unwrapping of the chopsticks, uh, cleaning them off, the the making your wasabi and soy sauce, the ginger, the way you deal with that. Like there's a method to it. And everybody has their own method, the way that they do it, even though it's kind of set that way. And um, as for an entrepreneur, it's the same type thing. For a successful entrepreneur, it's based on specific rituals or habits, right? To me, a, a habit, a ritual is a habit with meaning, right? So these habits that we have as entrepreneurs, whether that's waking up in the morning and setting ourselves our mindset straight in a positive way, having our plan, knowing what we need to do, and doing those rituals daily provide for delicious days, so that's where I see the connection is the rituals in eating sushi and the rituals that we embark on as an entrepreneur um, are in alignment and that we all do it a little different, 
but yet we're all looking for the same result in making an impact, a positive impact in the world uh, and with our clients, just like we're looking to make a positive impact when we dip that perfect piece of salmon into the wasabi and soy sauce and rice, salivating again, and bring it to <laughs> our mouths and enjoy it. That's the same impact we want to make. So how's that for making it up in the moment, Lubna? Oh, I absolutely love it. And you've got me salivating. Uh, all this talk about sushi, all of our guests and chat about sushi and all them sharing their insights and on the relationship. It got me, I want sushi. So I did the one thing that I can only do is order sushi. So tomorrow I'm having sushi. Yes, I've been thinking about ordering it too as well. Did you order it from a restaurant? I'm curious. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, but we talk more about that later. But yeah, yeah. Um, so satisfying in so many ways, right? Sushi is satisfying in so many ways, just as entrepreneurs, it's so satisfying in so many ways. And so there's another connection for me. Yeah, I love what you said. It, it's about rituals. And I think that each and every one of us as entrepreneurs uh, have them. Uh, whether we realize it or not, but there, there are there are majority of what we do is habitual. So we've got some things that we absolutely need to do in the way that we show up in the world. And I love that. That's the relationship. I've been uh, loving all of the answers that we are getting on our episodes when we ask that question. And it's really, really fun to see all of the different perspectives. So that's really cool to 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 watch. Um, one of the things that I'm interested in is erasing the joy factor because I see a lot of entrepreneurs focusing on marketing and strategies and visibility, and especially in this Corona period, uh, pivoting to online, um, but not actually focusing on what makes you happy and joyful. What's the one thing that you would advise the entrepreneurs today? In our current temperature today? Oh, the one thing that I would advise is to remember that this too shall pass. This too shall pass and to do your best to stay in the moment, right? To be here in the moment because right here in the moment, everything is good. It's all good. It's when we start future tripping um, about what could happen or what may happen. We don't know right now. We just don't know. So if you could stay in the moment and stay focused on doing the things that help you to feel good and choose to stay away from the things that are not making you feel so good and let yourself have it one day at a time. So if you did something yesterday that didn't make you feel so good, that doesn't mean you have to do it again today, right? So it's just a one day at a time of checking in, staying present and knowing that this will, be pa this will pass and we'll be back to whatever the new normal is, because it will be a new normal. Um, and then the other thing I want to say, just one quick thing is when, when you're feeling, because we're all feeling, we're all feeling, right? Because that's, that's it, period and end of sentence. We are all feeling now because in the past we've been super busy and a lot of times people don't feel. So, you know, if you can't feel sadness, you also can't feel joy. Right. So just know that now when you're starting to feel and if your feelings are going to a lower vibration, you are going into worry and doubt or anger, frustration, all of those things. Please reach out and call a friend. Please don't 
don't try and navigate this by yourself. We're not meant to do this by ourselves. And picking up a friend, I'm picking up a friend, picking up the phone and calling someone that tends to be more positive and optimistic. You don't want to call the friend that you collude with about how bad everything is, because that's not going to make you feel better. But call a friend, a lifeline that um, can listen to you and be with you about this moment. It will help you. I promise that. I love that advice. I think that's brilliant. Being in pre- in the present, taking it one day at a time, and then calling a friend. Yeah. Yep. Simple things, but powerful. Mm-hmm. So, Wendy, for those that would like to work with you, what do you do? What What do you offer? Well, um, you know, by trade, I'm a professional coach. As a joy strategist, I use my uh, uh, coaching as the foundation, and um, I'm offering a few different things. You know, I just always. Uh, coach people to raise their joy factor so they can make the impact that they want. But right now I'm doing a little bit more um, crisis intervention, it feels like around joy. So uh, doing more visualizations, meditations, helping people build their resilience. And also right now I'm helping them build their positivity plans because it's a key piece to create a positivity plan uh, and we do that through online, on Zoom, being able to set that up through conversations and support people in getting clear about what makes them happy and how to start weaving that into their life. So a great way to get in touch with me about that is to just email me or, or Facebook is another great way to connect with me. Awesome. Yeah, I find that um, right now... Well, it's not just right now. I mean, honestly, Lubin and I have been talking about, you know, positivity and joy and resilience and mental well-being for years. And now is our time, right? Now is the time to realize uh, just because you may not have mental illness doesn't mean you have mental wellness. And that this, this is a time that's going to tell you how you're feeling right now is going to tell you how your mental well-being is. And if your vibration is higher, you're feeling more joy, you're able to navigate through these times with ease, bravo. If you're having more of a struggle, then that's the time to reach out and talk to somebody, a professional coach, someone like myself or Lubna. Uh, some, some people may need some professional counseling or therapy. Other things are being brought up, but it's finding the resource that's best for you. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that that's really important. I see a lot of people struggling a lot with fear and anxiety and worrying about the future. And if there's one certainty at the moment is no one knows how the future is going to look, what's going to look like and how we're going to go through this, this virus. And the only thing that we can actually do is be present and make decisions now. And uh, what I especially love what you shared, Wendy, is because we're feeling now, we don't, we're not rushed by day-to-day operations, whether you're uh, managing a, a business or a family or whatever you do in your time, we are now stopped by earth to reflect on our lives and all of the aspects of our lives, not only work, uh, and to reassess, is this how I want to, life to be at the moment? And in this stillness can i what choices am i going to make um towards the future because if there's one thing i know is a lot of people are going to be losing their jobs anyways because of all this um 
a lot of people will need to boost their immune system. And as you know, Wendy, if your vibration is low, your immune system is very vulnerable. Uh, so there is a lot of things that you can do and whoever you reach out for support, but please reach out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, one of the things that I didn't talk to Ludna about this, uh, but I'm happy to do it. And I'm not quite sure how to do it, but I have, I'd love to offer all your readers um, the first chapter of the Joy Factor recipe book, because oh, it really does give the overview of the ingredients we talked about. And can, you could start looking at, wow, okay, this resonates with me and I like it. And if it resonates with you, then of course you could purchase a book on Amazon um, and we can also talk about how you, your ingredients uh, and how you could start creating a recipe that is helpful for you. So if you want that, how, what's the best way you think we should do that, Luna? Well, first of all, Wendy, that's an amazing gift. Thank you for offering that to our subscribers and listeners. And uh, the best way I think we can do this, we share a link. Uh, with the show notes for people to download their very first chapter and get their positivity plan and in 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 the works and raise and start raising their joy factor. Perfect, perfect. I will get that link to you and we'll have it all set up for them. Perfect. Cool. So you mm. love salmon sushi. <laughs> what else? Ver Saba. Ooh. Love Saba. Mm, mm, mm. Um. Uh, hamachi. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, what else do I love? I'm trying, I'm looking at my plate. I like a good roll. You know, I'm all raw. I don't like any <laughs> of the fried or the, I only want raw <laughs> and no cream cheese. I'd like avocado. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Oh, oh, then I've got a question for you. One of okay. our guests owns Sushi Socks. Sushi Socks? Yes. Do you Ooh. have anything with sushi on it? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. My gosh. Am I going to have to go shopping now? Something to make me happy? Um. <laughs> Honestly, when I heard that, I'm like, I adore sushi and I don't even have sushi socks. That cannot happen. <laughs> I'm buying myself sushi socks. So, All right. Send me the link. I'll get some sushi socks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, Wendy. I really love chatting with you. Um, yeah. But uh, as we wrap up, is there anything that we haven't covered that you would love to share right now with people um, who are willing to raise their joy factor or entrepreneurs that are really struggling at the moment? What would you share? Um, really wanting to raise your joy factor um, is to, well, to get real with where you are, Right to really take a good, honest look at where your joy is. This is a great time to do that. I've been noticing for myself the things that I am doing that I do for me versus other people, right? This is a great time to notice that. Like this whole myth that I wear makeup for myself, I don't. I wear it for other people because I haven't put makeup on for weeks. So like looking at things that... um that really serve you right now, right? That's get curious with yourself and really notice what brings you joy and delight. 
Who are the people you miss the most? What's the things you miss most now? Get curious with yourself and use that information to make different choices to raise your joy factor as you move forward. That's what I would say. Awesome advice. You're welcome. Okay, well, guys and girls, this was it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, Watch out for the links to get in touch with Wendy. If you're interested, download the very first chapter. Most definitely do that. And we will be seeing you on the next one. Have a happy day. Thank you. Bye.